Welcome to Inc.'s The Founders Project with Alexa Von Tobel. I'm Alexa, the founder of LearnVest, author of New York Times bestselling book, Financially Fearless, and second book, Financially Forward. I'm also the founder and managing partner of Inspired Capital, a venture firm focused on the entrepreneurs of the future. Each week, we sit down with a top founder to share their story of guts, inspiration, and drive. Hi, everybody. I'm your host, Alexa Von Tobel. And this week, I want you to meet Joe Ariel, founder and CEO of Gold Belly, an e-commerce platform empowering restaurants and small food makers to ship nationwide. Joe founded Gold Belly in 2013 on a mission to connect people with their most loved food, restaurants, and experiences, no matter where they are. Gold Belly has seen massive growth over the last year with over a thousand restaurant partners on the platform covering all 50 states. Prior to Gold Belly, Joe graduated from Vanderbilt University with a bachelor's degree in economics. Out of college, he worked in the marketing department of the New York Knicks. And at the age of 25, he started a food website called eats.com, which was bought by delivery.com in 2009. Gold Belly, backed by Wide Combinator, has raised a total of $133 million in funding. Gold Belly recently was recognized as Fast Company's most innovative product in 2021 in Time Magazine's top 50 websites in America. With that, let's welcome Joe. Hi, Joe. We're so excited to have you. And as somebody, I married a foodie, so I've now become food obsessed because of him. Um, I just want to start from the beginning. Um, what is Gold Belly in your own words? And then we're going to go back to the origins and the many food companies that you started. But let's start with Gold Belly. Sure. So we are an online marketplace for the best foods in the country that you can have shipped to your door. And um, I think like on a deeper level, we connect people with their favorite foods, places, memories, and have really created a new consumer category of at-home food experiences, at-home restaurant experiences. Let's go back to the early days. You know, I think it was 2013 when you launched it. What made you come up with this idea? And then let's talk a little bit about what can you ship to where? Let's talk about some of the weirder things that you've been able to ship to people. Yeah, so back in 2013, <clears throat> actually it was 2012, um, in just kind of uh, craving foods from my past, thinking about food delivery, thinking about what's missing in the world, um, it struck me that the foods that I would pay anything for were foods that I couldn't have locally. And so I went to college in Nashville. I went to Vanderbilt. And when I was down there, I fell in love with Nashville delicacies, like Nashville hot chicken which by the way is like now a thing everywhere. But at the time it wasn't. And um, real Southern biscuits, pecan pie, dry rub barbecue. I couldn't get any of that stuff locally. So, um, you know, I called in some favors to some restaurants, got these boxes shipped in with reheating instructions, um, shipped everything overnight. And really the, the moment that was most magical was the one when I opened that box and I was transported by the smells and the stains on the menu, literally like a time warp to a different time in my life. So, so that was definitely just like that critical aha moment where it's like, it, it's not about the food really, it's about the emotional connection and what food can mean to people. And so, uh, you know, I think after that, had some conversations with some friends, with uh, Vanessa, who was a girl I was dating at the time, who became my co-founder. And uh, you know, she said something really interesting, which was, that is so cool because everybody has different foods that they dream of. This would be the first experience in food that is about what you love, not where you live. And I think that was kind of like a critical moment. And from, you know, from there, I was really leaning in on actually founding the company. 
So this was 2013. Now, fast forward, Goldbelly is essentially a curated marketplace for the absolute best food brands in the country, if not, you know, soon to be, I'm sure, the world. Shake Shack Burgers, Magnolia Bakery Pudding, Prince's Hot Chicken. Can you just talk about how you figured out how to get those items into our homes? And again, I, I lived the bagels. It was amazing. They were soft. They were, they were perfectly ready to eat. But how do you ship some of the weirder stuff? Let's talk about some of the things that Gold Belly has been able to deliver to people's doors overnight and, and the quality. For sure. And, and by the way, this is part of our, uh, our, our secret magic. Um, and I think, you know, really now there's an entire team that we call the packaging science team that is devoted to exactly this. But in the early days, it was just testing and trying different things. And I think really the easiest way of thinking about it is we transport things in three kind of temperature ways. One is a pantry, one is a fridge, one is the freezer. And if the food can live in those kind of um, temperatures for a day or two, it's probably something that we can figure out how to ship. Now, I will say this, there are many foods, including some of our best sellers on the site, that if you asked me back in 2013, could we ever ship French fries? Could we ever ship fried chicken? I would say like, absolutely not. Not only do we ship it, but it's literally like some of the best selling items on the site right now are those. And it turns out they actually ship amazingly well, especially with a little bit of uh, effort on the other side where you actually reheat it and bring it back to life with the chef's instructions. I was just gonna say, so let's dig into this packaging science team. You guys have now mastered and you've had seven, eight years to master things that you can ship. One, let's just talk about some of the rules. What are the rules you guys have that us as consumers should know about? And then let's talk about some of the weirder things that you've shipped. Let's go through your top three most wanted products that people are buying. Yeah, so a lot of it is, is testing, right? So we work with food makers to test um, not only like how the food tastes, but how it looks, how it ships, the temperatures, making sure that the box isn't like bobbling around too much in shipment. A big part of it is like, remember, we're working with the best chefs and restaurateurs in the world. And for all of these chefs and restaurateurs, they take in ingredients. They know how to bring foods back to life. They know all of the tricks of the trade. So I think collaborating with our packaging science and logistics magic with chefs who know more about food than anyone in the world um, has created a really potent combination in our partnerships. And I think like when you talk about like some of the foods that are kind of craziest, there's one that I think of in our early days that kind of like broke it open for me uh, as, I, as I thought about like the future of what we could ship. Pittsburgh has a food that is really like the food of Pittsburgh. And it's basically a, a giant sandwich on Italian bread and it's stuffed with French fries, cold cuts, cheese, coleslaw. Um, it's like this magical like 10 layer Pittsburgher concoction. Yep. And um, we knew people always wanted it. I had never been there. I had always wanted to try it, but we figured it was impossible. And the head of our team of gravy seals that we call internally, also <laughs> known as our business development team, is a guy named Frank Luciano. He literally went down there with the family behind Permantis and started testing. And we started shipping and practicing and figuring out how we could ship the sandwich uh, in a form that would keep the French fries and the coleslaw. It even has a fresh tomato included, fresh Italian bread. And so we figured out a way where it's a kit 
and you actually have to put it together. You have to reheat the fries, uh, but it comes back to life. And it's, it's literally one of the most loved products on the site. And it was really the first one where I was like, maybe we can't do that, but we did. And it was amazing. And I think that kind of opened the doors up for many other things like ice cream. Like who knew you could ship ice cream? We ship from many of the most iconic ice cream makers in the country. Uh, I mentioned fried chicken earlier. Everything from Southern fried chicken, Nashville hot chicken, Buffalo wings, which by the way, were invented in Buffalo, New York at a place called the Anchor Bar. Um, we ship those wings, which during game day uh, season is one of the top sellers. Um, and then even fried chicken from some of the top chefs in the country, like Marcus Samuelson uh, ships his fried chicken. So um, that's definitely one of those that it was like, who would have thunk it? Clearly you approach this as the customer. You approach this as I want amazing food, food I haven't been able to travel to go get. At some point, now that you have over a thousand restaurants on the platform, you realize you are unlocking something beyond just delighting customers all over the country. You're really expanding and creating a new business model for the restaurant tours. Let's talk a little bit about what you learned on that side of the fence. That's exactly right. And I think, um, you know, one way of viewing it for a restaurateur or for a chef, um, so many challenges in that industry right now. And I think for the Gold Belly model, what that does for restaurants and chefs that are loved on a local level is we open up the entire country as potential customers. So you're talking about one, something that's a massive incremental revenue stream for restaurants. But the other thing that's really magical about what we do is it's this touch point that a restaurateur or a chef can have with their customers, where it literally is like sending a love letter through the mail to their favorite customers around the country that are using this box of food at the epicenter of a celebration, a get together, uh, many of you know life's most meaningful events. And now all of a sudden the chef or restaurateur can be a part of that and I think that's really created something really magical for the restaurants, uh, really connecting people, connecting chefs. And um, you know, on the business side, the other really important thing is when you talk about all of these local delivery apps and reservation apps, and you think of the restaurant as a business, everybody is trying to cram in those restaurants in the same two hour window for breakfast, lunch, and dinner. When a restaurant or a chef ships a gold belly order, the production is, is asynchronous. So it's something that doesn't, it could be produced in the middle of the night, it could be produced in off hours. Um, so for, for a business to be able to create a new revenue stream that doesn't bottleneck everything else that they have going on, I, I think has really, really been meaningful for restaurateurs. And we're, uh, we're fortunate to partner with the best of the best. Of course, we're customer centric in how we think about the world. But, you know, really nothing is more important to us than our relationships with our merchants and our partners across the country. And um, we take that very seriously. And I think, like, if you read some of the articles and, and, and some of the press that we received from that side of the business, uh, it's pretty incredible how those relationships have flourished and they mean so much to us. Truly, you've partnered with some of the most world-renowned chefs from, as you mentioned, Marcus Samuelson, Daniel Balud, people like Danny Meyer have become investors in Gold Belly. Talk a little bit about how did you convince people who are the some of the world's best chefs who, to your point, curation, they know everything about delivering a flawless meal. They know how to bring things back to life. 
How much convincing did you have to do to say, hey, trust us, we're going to not only not mess up your brand, we're going to add on this new revenue stream, or did people get it pretty quickly? What was that evolution like? Well, it's definitely a combination of both of those. Um, we've had some unbelievable supporters. Yeah, we talked about our mutual affection for Danny and everything that he stands for. But I think, you know, it's a combination. There were many, including some of our best partners that in the early years, you know, would tell me to get lost. Uh, numerous times, actually, <laughs> for numerous reasons. Um, and, and to this day, like now, you know, we have many friendships and they kind of laugh about like the first times they've met and, and, and the concept. But I think, you know, every now and then there's different partners, some from the very beginning, some from a couple years in, some from more recently that have just understood what we're trying to do, what our mission is, what we stand for, and have fully aligned ahead of the curve of many other people. And I think like Danny, obviously like two, three years ago, certainly saw potential in what we do. And I think as we got to know each other and developed a real friendship, something that I realized is so many of our values are the same exact values that he has and he has with his company. It's just in a different kind of realm of business. And what I mean by that in the case of Danny is, for Danny, it's not just about the food. It's about the experience that you come into the restaurant and they make you feel like you're at home. When you order on Gold Belly, isn't that exactly what we do? It's not about just being the best food. It's about connecting you with the things you love and you miss and memories and experiences that are magical. And so um, in so many ways, the way Danny has kind of revolutionize the restaurant industry. We're revolutionizing internet food e-commerce. And I think now you see like many of the top restaurateurs and chefs in the world have also realized that they can have a different type of experience made for customers in their home that does not need to be the exact same thing in a Michelin star restaurant, but just the fact that you can create that dish and you can do it with the instructions from the chef creates a magic and a connecting point that's different, but still magical. COVID has transformed restaurants dramatically. Since COVID started, Gold Belly has seen hundreds of new restaurants sign up and sales quadrupled in just the last year. Can you just talk a little bit about how COVID changed your business for better or for worse? And then I want to talk a little bit about where you think the industry is going. My first reaction and kind of looking back in the last eight or nine years is why the hell did it take so long? That said, uh, obviously the last like two years have been uh, transformational for us as a business. And you know, there's a few of like the obvious reasons in that people couldn't really leave home for a while, but I think part of it is broader macro trends, right? And one of them is the adoption of e-commerce, of online commerce. And when you look at food, food has lagged behind every single category and uh, that's changing. But I think there's another really interesting one, which is I think in this country, the relationship that people have with restaurants and with food has changed. And I think part of that is younger generations. I think part of that is social media. And I think part of that is just a deeper love for food as an experience. Whereas when you talk to our parents and grandparents' generations, um, and literally, by the way, my grandmother said this, like, why would you ship a pie for $40 from Michigan or from Florida? 
Like it makes no sense. But to a different generation, it, it's that experience. It's, it's respecting the craftsmanship of different places, understanding those stories. When you look at Europe, the love for regional food and craftsmanship has been there for generations. Here, it's just starting. And uh, you know, our aim is to celebrate that, that craftsmanship, that regionality, what makes restaurants so special and unique. And I think people's perception of the food world has changed. And um, you know, last but not least, obviously not being able to travel uh, is something that, that people miss a lot. And what's the number one reason that people love to travel nowadays? Food. There you go. And so when you look at Gold Belly, we're really the intersection of food, travel, and online commerce. And so I think, um, you know, it, the last couple of years have been transformational on both sides of the marketplace, but we really, really think that we're just at the beginning. And at the end of the day, we've created the first national platform for food e-commerce. Joe, I want to talk a little bit about if we fast forward a decade, you sit at this, as you just said, this really interesting intersection. There, it's clear to me that there's probably one or two hypotheses that you just deeply believe in, that you almost assume to be facts, that maybe the rest of us laymen who don't think about food and the intersection of food and technology all day. If we fast forward a decade, what's just one or two, whatever first comes to mind, what are the bets that you feel like are pretty obvious? Restaurants are changing. And I think the way we see it is we've created this new category for restaurants that other retail sectors have that's called omni-channel. And if we fast forward 10 years, shipping a box of food across the country from a place you love or you've been gifted is not going to be weird. It's going to just be normal. And gold belly has already become a verb in that sense where it's just like, oh, you're craving a certain food. Oh, you're having a certain party. You want to elevate a certain meal. Just go belly it. And I think, you know, one of the things that we're doing that's, that's really um, incredible is we're transforming your kitchen into your favorite restaurant. And you can live in Alaska. Your favorite restaurant might be in New York. And we can do that within a day. And it can be part of an experience that you can share with a loved one, a husband, a family, friends. And uh, we just think, you know, since the beginning of time, breaking bread and food has been kind of where culture revolves around, um, where the most meaningful moments in people's lives have been. We want to elevate that. We want to change the possibilities. And so I think for any restaurant that's doing great things, it's not going to just be this massive sit-down restaurant that you come into. It's going to be much more than that. And I think we're going to play a central part in that. Stepping back, you graduated from Vanderbilt. You know, you, you, you started your career. But you literally founded Eats.com, Delivery.com. Uh, you were the CEO in 2009 through 2010, and then Gold Belly in 2013. Where do you think that comes from? Let's talk a little bit more about Joe and like what made this your mission in life um, to get people great food. You know, my dad uh, loved to cook. Yet he was of Yemenite Israeli descent, and um, in my family it was interesting. My mother uh, was the breadwinner, and my dad was the one that stayed at home and cooked. And so locally, uh, he became like really well known for grilling, shish kebabs, hummus, pita bread, 
all kinds of interesting, like spicy food. And um, we would have these big family gatherings, friends would come over and everybody would just freak out and just have like the time of their life around that food. Um, so I definitely trace back to that. One of the funny stories from my childhood was I used to actually, you know, I would have that food every day and it was wonderful, but every day, you know, it, it kind of loses some of its <laughs> time. So um, I, I had friends in the neighborhood. Um, I had a friend who was Italian, whose mother made the best veal parmesan. I had a friend in the neighborhood who basically his mother never cooked, but he had accounts at all of the different Chinese restaurants. And so we would have these like secret rings where I would trade my dad's food for my friend Mark's veal parmesan, for my friend Dave's, you know, beef lo mein. So I, I, I had a weird love of food at a very early age. And as long as I can remember, I was the one that like ordered dinner if we went to a restaurant as a family uh, for everyone. So like definitely obsessed with food um, from childhood. And um, I haven't looked back. I want to just transition a little bit to you've now raised, as I said, almost $150 million, super successful, growing rapidly. But one of the things I loved about you is that you've always been really honest that um, basically in 2015, you were caught in the middle of a Series A crunch where you had to get profitable or die. And early you had, you said literally more than 50 investors just say, no, thanks. Definitely hate this idea. Not going to invest. And so clearly there's a persistence and a resilience, but can you just talk a little bit about those darker, harder moments and kind of what got you through them and how you actually got profitable and didn't die? Those early years, uh, the vast majority of them were really, really challenging. And I think um, like for us in, I guess it was like year two or year three, we did almost get series A crunched where it was like we were growing, not astronomically, and the money was running out. And so we had a choice as a company and it was to uh, close the doors or to figure out every detail of our unit economics and just get profitable so that we fully controlled our own destiny. And um, I think, you know, for, for founders, that's like a crucial lesson in the early days. It's like, you just want to figure out ways to survive and continue to think about the customer improving what you're doing but just survive. And the difference of surviving for six months or a year could be the difference of everything. And I think for us, like there was a time uh, in 2015 where we literally stopped hiring. I think there were like nine employees at the time. All of the founders, first we cut our salaries in half, then we cut it literally to zero. And I remember um, one of my co-founders, uh, Trevor, he, uh, he literally, he would go to Burning Man every year. So he had this like RV. And he literally gave up his apartment and moved into his RV. He loved adventure. And that was like an easy way to just kind of save money. And so for like eight or nine months, we really just hunkered down, came out of it profitable. And um, once the wind is at your back and you're profitable and you're growing well as a startup, what happens is everybody then wants to invest. And uh, we were fortunate in, in a really competitive round at that point. We were able to raise that funding and stay really light and on our toes. And that's part of our culture to this day, which is not having just a massively tremendous team and cost infrastructure so that we can be flexible and, and do things, but not have that danger ever again. Do you have a skill or a 
something you do when times get really, really genuinely hard, there's got to be some sort of hack, some sort of tool that you have. What is yours of how to manage stress? Well, I think there's a couple. Um, and by the way, uh, my wife would, would probably uh, challenge that sometimes, but there's a couple that she kind of knows if I haven't meditated, if I haven't exercised, uh, if I haven't had some thinking time. I think these are kind of all critical in just like balancing yourself out. But the one thing I would say, especially for first time founders, um, and, um, you know, in launching Gold Belly, I wasn't. So I, I kind of experienced a lot of these trials and tribulations earlier. When you're a founder, the highs can be really high and the lows can be like the lowest thing you can ever feel. And, um, you know, those swings are, are quite dramatic. As you get more experience, you, you level out where you're still really excited at the, at the best times and, and the, the, the shitty times hurt. Um, but you kind of stay within a band where you don't fly all over the place because you know bad times are going to come back. There's going to be other great times. Let's focus on the mission. And as long as we do that, good things will happen. I want to move into just a quick fire round. I'm going to ask a question. You answer it as fast as whatever comes to your mind. But to date, what was the coolest pinch me moment at Gold Belly where you literally said to your co-founders, to your wife, I can't believe that just happened. What was it? So last year... Um, Chef Jose Andres was reaching out to our team to try to get in touch with me. Obviously, I've been a huge fan of his work. Um, we've wanted to collaborate with him forever. Uh, he insisted on doing the Zoom. So we get on this Zoom and like the instant, you know, I see his face, all of the work that he's done, it, it was already pinched me. Then he proceeds to thank me and to thank our team for everything that we've done to help save the restaurant industry. He talked about how he's talked to hundreds of people in the industry about what we've done to transform their business and to help them stay alive during this time. And on behalf of the entire industry, he wants to thank me and thank us for everything that we've done. That's amazing. I, I literally started like tearing up as this man who is literally spending his days trying to save the world uh, is thanking us and our team, which, you know, for about eight months, we're working 18 hour days to try to kind of continue to bring joy to customers. But for him to appreciate that and see that and call this meeting to share that, I mean, one of the most unbelievable pinch me moments. That's so wonderful for the validation like that is incredible. Um, my next question is, um, what is your favorite interview question? If you're trying to decide if somebody should join the Gold Belly team, I'm sure you have a question that like helps you get to the heart of who somebody is. What's yours? Uh, I do. And I'm actually like reluctant to disclose it because now everybody's going to know what the question is, but you probably could figure it out. If we could fly anywhere in the country for dinner tonight, where would it be? I love it. We're going to fast forward two years. How many days a week are people in offices? Four days. Oh, you're the only person who said that. That's awesome. Other than Gold Belly, any product, any service, any early startup, any company or thing that you want to give a shout out to that you're excited about? Um, I think of Calm. I think of Headspace. There's a few really like great ones uh, on that front. And then um, what else? Well, you know what's interesting? Peloton has a great app, which isn't just for cycling, by the way, because I don't do that too much, but there's like yoga classes and just like so many uh, interesting things 
there as well. And I feel like that industry has totally been transformed. And so those are a few that I can't live without. First of all, I just want to say thank you so much for joining us today. Everybody out there, if you haven't already checked out Gold Belly, please do. It brought us the most delightful moment through COVID. Um, head to goldbelly.com and you can join us next week for Inc. The Founders Project with Alexa Von Tobel. And Joe, again, we're rooting for you. Thank you so much for everything you're doing for the industry. And you are an absolute joy. <laughs> thank you so much. Such a great time with you today, Alexa.